Welcome back, friends. I hope I hope you can hear my neighbor wooing Somebody's in the background. Somebody's having a good time. Yeah, they're there. having a party down there. Well, welcome back to the Triangle Anime and Manga Review podcast. How are you doing today, Ozzy? I'm doing all right, Logan. It's a it's a wet wet Thursday. Um, yeah, it's a week after Memorial Day, so it's always hard to go back to work. Um, yeah, I keep confusing Tuesday out. and Monday, but because uh, Tuesday was a Monday. Yeah, I for know. you, for for everyone, for I me think. it was Wednesday. Was a Monday. <laughs> for me, yeah. For you, the day going back to work was the worst day of your life. For me, it was Tuesday. That's every day, <laughs> but every day is the worst day of my life so far. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Could be the best day of your life so far. But anyway, not wrong. But just yeah. it depends on if you look at the glass half empty or half half. You know. I mean, um, as a as someone who's you know scientifically, I guess, competent, I see it as always full, right? It's always got a liquid and a gas. Oh my God! Fuck off! That. What? I mean, not wrong. <laughs> okay. I mean, when Mr. you think about it as a what what speaking what, what of, do you value is really just like the liquid? Then yeah, it's only half. Full. Speaking of controversial statements. Um, <laughs> this is a controversial statement. I, I you want a controversial statement? We can start. Okay, what do you want? You want to talk about the gun church? No, let's talk about um. What, what was that? Which actually, that would be a great the gun church. What is that? So I'm not. Sh- I'm sure you can guess what kind of people are involved, but apparently there's like a group of people who've started a church where they worship guns. Uh, it's got to be some Biden Biden people. Right? Oh, of course, yeah. Oh no! It's it's the Harris people. It's the people that support the one African American <laughs> vice president. But yeah, no. And so they're uh, they're doomsday prepping for the apocalypse that they know is coming because America's going to fall apart any day now. They're right, and it's going to be them that's causing it. It's it. This is just like every other anime where you go back in time and you try to avoid things by doing something, and you realize that you end up causing it yourself because people are stupid. Tokyo Revengers is going to end up with the main character killing his girlfriend. Damn, dude. Spoilers. <laughs> That's not how it ends. All I right. don't even think it's ended yet. No, no, not yet. it's not. It's in, in, it's in story. All right. So, anyway. You going to kill my transition this time, or can I actually do well, it? Well, I still wanted to shoot the breeze for a little bit. Oh, okay, into. okay, fine. But, yeah, you didn't I hear mean, about the gun church? No, I did not. I just wanted to see how you're doing, because, you know, it's, it's been a while. We, uh, it's been a while. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's been a while. For uh, all the listeners, I wanted to start... The intro with a song, and Ozzy's like, I ain't singing shit. What are you fucking I'm not doing? singing. The, the bet you're gonna get me. The best you're gonna get out of me is me playing the intro to the to the our episodes, and that's it. You will not hear me sing, even though I did used to sing back in the day. I don't do it anymore. Oh, you know another fun topic we can cover while we're still shooting the shit. What? Um, the internet replaced the big titty vampire lady with the oh Samsung Samsung Sam. yeah Samsung. So Sam. what was this? So like I, I just got a bunch of Rule Thirty Four texts and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, because that's the first thing that pops up on your phone. Yeah, um, well, nothing is sacred when it comes to the internet. I think uh, yeah, what was it? They already had it as a two D mascot in Korea because I think that's. Where Samsung's head? Of course, it came from Asia. It's either Korea or China, but anyway, so they they upgraded her to like a three D mascot now, and so now people are like obsessed. So they gave her triple D's. I don't think she's that big, honestly. Not, well, not the stuff that you've been watching. Man. I can't. I, I can't really. 
I have a hard time telling because all of these anime girls get drawn to these massive tits. Every time, like, dude. And I'm just like, so what is this now? Is this like a triple F or is that just like a double D? Which I don't I've know. I've never understood. Like, <laughs> yeah. To me, like, like, personally, like, once they get to a certain size, it becomes grotesque. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> that's just so about that. gross. Like, like... No, I always I always think back to Superbad where the, they're having the argument about the breast reduction and he's like, oh, it's against God to have a breast reduction. Like, <laughs> dude, dude, she has back problems. <laughs> like, it's yeah. so true, though. I'm like, yeah, that that's how I feel about all of these, especially like, and we're gonna get into it, but yeah, the the smaller ones where it's like, there's a small girl but she has giant tits and you're just like, what is. She's, How got does a, that, she's got a strong back. She's got a she, strong, work, she works out. She can, she lifts with her legs. Is that what she you're saying? Does, yes. <laughs> I've watched that anime. It's how much can you lift, right? Or yeah. Uh, I have not watched it. How heavy are the dumbbells you lift? Oh, Something like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Speaking of sexual ladies. Okay. Now we can get into it. So this week we're going to be covering some uh, controversial topics on the anime world. I think this season in particular has been filled with... A lot of anime that have been coming out that have gotten some heat from the world abroad. Uh, Australian, in particular, seems to be picking up their pitchforks. But I think um, Mushuko Tensei, uh, because of some of the stuff that it contained, actually got the UN's attention in some level or aspect because of the topics it got up. But, you know, Mushuko Tensei... Don't bully me, or don't tease me, or don't toy with me, Nagatoro, however you want to say it. Higahiro, redo of the healer. All of these have been hitting some pretty controversial or uncomfortable topics, depending on who you are or who you ask out in the world. And so this is kind of us getting into what do we consider, you know, how do we feel about these controversial topics in anime and where exactly do we draw the line as an anime going too far? Um, so I did want to. Do you want to get any thoughts before we start? No, yeah, I was I was gonna start I guess because like it's always been a topic with anime even since I started watching as a kid that there's always like maybe like a scene or something or maybe just like a joke that sometimes can be perceived as a little bit too much to anybody or anyone. So I think there's always going to be a set group of fans or set group of people that are, you know, quote-unquote triggered or disturbed by something sometimes. Um, but I think the difference, which we'll get into, is that some, you know, some anime or some stories have these moments because they are real. Reality is this stuff happens. But sometimes, you know, we find that these stories rely on it too much. Sometimes either for scare factor or for gore factor or for whatever. Shock factor. Shock factor. Whatever that is. But it doesn't really do anything about telling the story or justifying these actions, right? And I think that's the key thing is I think a lot of these get sprinkled in without any purpose to telling the story. It's because they're trying to pander to a target audience of... Yeah. Young, horny boys, essentially. And even and, outside of that, like, there are people that are into this, as disgusting as it is, that are into certain things like underage stuff or underage-looking women or girls or, you know, any kind of, like, misogynistic – or not misogynistic, like, um, like masochistic kind of 
tendencies, which I'm not – that one I'm not judging. Like you can be into that, whatever. But sometimes little things like bullying is like yeah. get stuff – get people going. Yeah. I think there is uh, – yeah, we're, we're going to touch on it, but I think there is a line. And exactly because anime is simultaneously a kind of a genre for everybody, the f- that's where it becomes a uncomfortable thing. If it was just for kids – then why are we seeing all these graphic things? But if you're going to bring adults into it, then they shouldn't be enjoying seeing some of these, like, fan service scenes with people who are probably underage, you know, or are definitely underage, depending on the situation. So let's – we'll start with a softball just to get the ball rolling. Uh, Ozzy, I, I haven't talked with you specifically about this, but I think we're both on the same page. So – uh, bullying, don't bully me Nagatoro, or any of the other translations, because I think it's gotten translated in different wording in different locations. I think uh, there was a little controversy when this guy started, because the first two episodes kind of do depict some aggressive bullying by Nagatoro. The title obviously includes bullying, and so I think it brings up some negative aspects of kind of like... Uh, people trying to express their emotions through bullying or trying to bring bullying into a positive light. Like, it's okay as long as you're into this person. And I don't I don't know that I necessarily think that's the point of the anime, though. Um, I think they're kind of missing the overarching picture. But uh, I don't know. What were... Do you have any thoughts about, like, where you stand on the controversy? Because obviously, as the anime goes on, it's developed into a much... Different beast. Uh, different beast, yes. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and start that I would let Nagatoro step on me all day. A. <laughs> of course you would. B, um, no, I mean, obviously she's underage. We wouldn't we wouldn't mess around with that shit. Um, but I, I am a fan of this anime manga. This is one manga that I do keep up with because of the anime, and I think they've done a good job uh, illustrating the, or just animating the, the manga. And I think at first... It's easy to watch like the first episode or two and really cringe at it because I really do think the first episode was hard to watch. It was very, it was bullying. Yeah, at the, at the base of it, it was a, it was a lot of bullying. Um, and every now and then you kind of get that feeling, but after the third episode, you realize that it's turned into more of a teasing, like friend kind of deal. The only problem is that some of the characters, um, I guess. A little bit more aggressive. The main guy, uh, Senpai, who is the victim of said uh, teasing, is a little bit of a beta. Oh, and by a little, I mean a huge a beta. Little. So he's, he's a massive yeah, beta. He's a, he's a beta with a lower B. Yeah. Um, so anything that happens to him in you know a negative light, he kind of quivers at it. So it may seem worse than what it is, really. Um, not that I condone it, um, but... This manga actually ends up becoming a wholesome thing. Like you said, it actually ends up becoming kind of a romance, like drama slash um, like slice of life kind of uh, story. Yeah. And that's kind of why I like it. I'm glad they kind of went away from the aggressiveness of the first two chapters. But I think that's uh, kind of what we touched on. It's a shock factor. I think that's why they did the first two to kind of catch you and be like, wow, this is like like legit. But they kind of went off the pedal. Well, um, I think it's also when they started this series, I think they knew what they wanted. I'm not going to lie. There is a audience for this. There is a true. audience out there for 
girls who are, you know, will like, as Ozzy pointed out, will step on you or treat you not great, but are still in love with you. Uh, they yeah, show got, interest in physical ways. Well, but, yeah. I mean, if you look at, uh, there's a whole subgenre of this type of women over there. There's uh, Sundari, where it's just like they kind of like badmouth you to your face, but at the same time, you know, if you aggress, uh, if you talk to them the right way, they act cute and they're you know romantically involved. And even in America, I think we talked about this on the disc golf course. Helga Pataki is a great example of that from Hey Arnold, where even though she is in love with the main character, she cannot express that. Yeah. So she has to treat him badly, except for very rare scenarios where her emotions come right. out. Right, and, and I think that's a yeah. We, we made that connection, and I think that's that. This is what Margaret Toro is. It's her not being able to communicate her feelings for senpai, and therefore acting out in brash ways, which include sometimes, you know, putting him down. Sometimes, you know, like like literally physically hitting him kind of like in a playful way for her um and you know that can be misconstrued as bullying and stuff like that and i can understand that that's not okay for some but i see it for what i think was it was intended to be and it was meant to be like a teasing slash i don't know how to communicate with myself and tell you my true feelings situation kind of thing right yeah and i mean if i'm just going with the short version I mean, I think this is a obviously a more sensitive topic now. A lot of people are dealing with bullying. It's become a big movement to try and stop bullying. I don't think this is actually bullying, and sure. I personally don't have a problem with this type of characterization. I would probably say maybe the editors should look at it a little more closely, but I don't really have a problem with these types of stories themselves because it is clearly about the romance. It's not about the actual act of bullying or torturing this guy i think it also as you pointed out ozzy i think it looks worse in this context what she's doing because the guy is so i say this because i feel bad because i mean obviously he gets it rough the first few episodes but he is he's a very pathetic character yeah he really is yeah like i mean i have no if, if someone makes fun of you i understand that that can be rough but like i understand like and this is also part of what makes this story charming is that he, you do see this growth. Spoilers. Um, this whole this whole uh, episode will be full of spoilers because we kind of have to talk about. Ah, it. I'm not right. even touching on it. But, they, they should know. <laughs> um, with Nagatoro, you see that Senpai ends up growing up to be not not even in the long term, just like in the short term. You see him kind of being more comfortable to be able to defend himself in very light situations. Which you know, literally in the first episode, he cried because she kept nagging him about some of the drawings he made and she wasn't necessarily like really bullying it was more like this is you know you're terrible at this you're trash or whatever and he just couldn't find the words or the way to communicate for her to stop or for yeah. just to leave well, all he had to do was leave physically like hey i'm not about this i'm getting out of here yeah he's the older one he should know what to do and in this case he just sat there took it and cried right. and that's also and i mean there's a lot of again we talked about there's a lot of instances but going back to the hey arnold example that's why nobody ever said Helga was, like, a terrible, terrible person. because Mostly because whenever she critiqued Arnold, he never backed down from the situation. So it's really well, hard to be, like... Order. It's just yeah, like, yeah. It's, like, it's really hard to say that she was, like, torturing the guy when it's like, yeah, I know she does this, but it doesn't really affect me. This guy, like, he cannot do it. Which, I, I mean, there are some guys that can... That 
are like that, and it's tough, but... Yeah, this... Yeah, it doesn't make it any better, but I do think it makes it look worse than what it is. Um, yeah, well, and I think it's also... It, it depends on the scenario, and I think it depends on the writing, but that doesn't mean that the entire story needs to go away. I think the concept itself is not particularly harmful. It just needs to be yeah. thought about how you're playing sure. it. Cause, no, no. Yeah. I don't I don't think in general they wanted to cover this this like they never wanted to make it about bullying. Like there's there's been every other manga, every other story deals with bullying in some sort of way. Whether that's an arc where a kid gets bullied and he ends up becoming the bad guy or a kid gets bullied and he needs to get saved by the hero. But like that stuff does a good job of showing like hey th- these are the outcomes of what bullying could be it's not just like hey you know we tease you know that some sometimes they'll show you bullying where they f- kids get physically beat up you know kids get humiliated like that we'll talk about it but Mushuko Tensei like even though the main character has his flaws like he there's a reason he's like that i mean he was legitimately bullied by well, and, classmates and and i think traumatized, the other, right the other good thing with that is i don't have a problem with bullying being portrayed because most of the time pretty much any time I've seen bullying in anime it's portrayed in a very negative light um, right. I've got some other lists I mean another is a good example um, which is a anime about you know it, it's complicated to explain it's a horror anime uh, Magical Girl Sight is another horror anime <laughs> yeah I looked that up it was very cool. yeah but yeah the girl gets basically bullied there and sh- the reason the whole story kicks off is so she can get revenge on them because they're the they're treating her really badly Masamune Kun's revenge obviously if you couldn't tell kid was fat gets bullied and then loses a bunch of weight shows back up and is trying to get the person who bullied him to fall in love with him so he can break up with her and break her heart and so, so yeah. it ends up becoming a rom-com yeah, basically. But, I mean, I think the idea of bullying is usually treated as, like, a negative thing or, like, an obstacle to overcome. In this case, I think the thing that people are concerned about is that it has continued to stay in the story. And the only thing I can say to that is it's not the bullying you perceive it to be. Now, it might have started that way, but I think it has definitely developed into something else. And so yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with this. I just think... This is definitely one where we can put our pitchforks down and not cancel, for sure. Well, we can. I don't know about it. I don't think anyone should be canceling this. Cancel culture is toxic sometimes. Okay. So, next up. Okay, this is going to be... This is probably the one that's going to take us forever. Um, (laughs) Well, we could talk about it forever. I'd I'd rather not, but... um, So, the biggest controversy is the over-sexualization of women... Specifically, underage or underage-looking women. I'm thankful that none of my friends have ever had that conversation with me. Where it's like, well, I know she looks like she's ten, but she's actually a thousand. Like, no, get no, out. No, or the ones like I love <laughs> get the stuff the like fuck out of here. where it's like, oh, it's, it's really just society that puts these morales on you. Oh, really, I'm god. like, oh god, no, dude, just stop, no, stop, no, stop right there. But anyway, I think. This is the biggest one that has gotten anime and manga in trouble right now. As we talked about, so Australia is pushing really hard, and we don't know this. We don't notice as much because obviously we're in the U.S., but Australia has really put a like, is trying to get the U.N. involved and trying to make a call because apparently in the Pacific, from the research I've gathered, sex trade's a really big thing. I mean,. I'm not totally... It's probably a real big thing here. We just like to hire... Yeah, I'm not totally shocked. I mean, it is 
it's a kind of a big thing. But I mean, when you get into like the boats and countries that are not taking care of that stuff, then yeah. So underage sex trade stuff, and so Australia is really trying to crack down on like the representations of this mm. in the media, and anime is one of the biggest ones. Um, they do a lot of fan service, especially with younger girls. Most of the main characters are in high school, so even when they do fan service of quote-unquote normal-looking girls, they actually are Still underage. Still underage, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of an uncomfortable thing. And, there's, and then, in particular, Mushuko Tensei uh, kind of got the ball rolling this season. Well, it's been a topic since the show started. It's fair to say that this show really has an emphasis on sex. Uh, Part of that's for comedy's sake, but sex is really really part of the story. The impact of of sexualizing. Let me me rephrase that. Sex, they have made... Whoever is directing the show or writing the show has made sex part of the story. I don't necessarily know that... has to be as big of a deal as it is, but it has definitely become part of the and again, story. again, when we say sex, if you haven't seen it, 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 it's not necessarily the actual act of it, but more of the idea in sexualizing individuals yeah. uh, more so than actually. Like, it's not a hentai. There's not, there hasn't been a sex scene, really. Um, there's been mentions of sex scenes. I guess there has been one where you kind of walk in, but you don't see anything. It's just kind of like, oh, they're done. Uh, you hear some. No, I mean, there's no actual, like, I guess what would be considered in hentai like where they're showing... Main screen, on screen, like... Main. Showing the naughty bits. Yeah. But, no, I think there is uh, the presence of sex, the presence of, like, you know, panties and there's sex in the next room and your parents are having sex and the guard are having sex and, you know, I want to have sex because I never had sex in my past life. It becomes a very prevalent theme in the show. Like, I don't know. So... And I think in particular, what was that episode? Episode five or six? Which episode? The one where he feels her up while she's sleeping on the hay. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like six. Yeah, it's like halfway through. So, yeah, it's after the first couple episodes when he ends up becoming a tutor for this new uh, character who is like a princess, I guess, really. And um, she ends up, he ends up finding her like asleep. Granted, these these two are these two kids are underage. I think she is like. 10 and he's 8 at the time. Well, and the other problem is even though they're both underage, he oh, is yeah. the mentally... The major problem... He is yeah. mentally, like, right. much older. It's Isekai, so he's, like, 35, 40 years old. Yes. Yeah, so. And he's obviously still kept his mind. He understands this, and he goes through the act of feeling up this 10-year-old, or, yeah, 10-year-old, um, while yeah. she's asleep. That's the biggest thing. She was asleep, he feels her up, and then proceeds to try to take her panties off because this guy apparently is still into holding on to panties which is like taking somebody's panties from a drawer kind of weird well that's one thing but taking it off somebody is another thing and then you being mentally 40 years old and taking it off a 10 year old makes it even worse it's very uncomfortable and i if uh, a lot of articles came out that many countries i know china i know australia a lot of the countries just started canceling uh, not allowing that to air anymore broadcast after that episode came out. And, you know, frankly, it was probably one of the more deplorable things I've seen in an anime that I really enjoy. Um, yeah, and that, yeah, it's yeah you're right. It's unfortunate because, like, up until then, and even after that, and even in that episode, it's a great anime outside that. If you take away that moment, you take away maybe one or one other two moments, um, 
It's a great anime because it's it looks amazing. The story itself is in a great like setting. The setting's nice. Um, the characters are all well thought out and well yeah. drawn, well like drawn as characters, not actually as like animations. And um, I mean, I I've liked it thus far, minus those few instances. Well, and it's a shame because usually these controversies pick up in like an anime that is actually garbage and we know it you know what i'm saying yeah that's what where yeah, that's yeah i think there was God, what, that show where they had like girls butt fighting and like pools and stuff and i was like this is absolutely ridiculous but at least you know what you're getting into that's i guess true. it's just for the memes this is actually a story this that... is actually a great story and it's getting killed because well, I mean, to be fair, it's also getting some positive publicity from people. I don't know about that scene, but I mean, obviously, getting it out in the news is a big thing. But yeah, it's getting it's it's getting shut down in a lot of these countries because they somebody decided they need to leave that into the story. That scene drove me crazy, not only because it existed, but because I went back and looked in the manga to see. If I had somehow forgotten and that scene was actually in the story. But the scene wasn't in the manga. So that means to me one of two things. One, the writer had it in the book and then forced them to put it in the anime, which was a bad decision. Or the director decided, you know, we need to fill some time. Let's Spice have him fill up. up this girl. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Because a lot of times that's even worse. And random like, scenes, right? Yeah, so I, I, it makes me really uncomfortable because that also speaks to... A problem in the process, which means it's a culture problem, industry, yeah. an industry issue, right? Yeah, which, which is, is true in any industry, not just anime. I think that's true in in any entertainment, you know, because yeah. you see it. Like, there's obviously all these. You see that every other person has a controversy with sexual assault or sexual yeah. misconduct and stuff like that. So, you know, when we talk about anime, it's because this is what we talk about in this podcast. But it's not the exemption, right? Everything else does it. So. Um, but because we focus on anime, sometimes it's hard for us to watch these things and realize that, you know, there is an issue, obviously. And like you were saying, because this wasn't necessarily an original idea in the manga and it didn't stay true to the manga mm-hmm. and wanted to add this again for maybe scare factor for, you know, whatever. Um, it obviously did cause controversy and maybe they wanted it for views. And again, I... The reason this one in particular pisses me off, I mean, I'm kind of upset. There's a lot that goes into this whole discussion, and I'm not going to... I'm going to try and keep it short, but yeah. The reason this pisses me off is because I'm going to keep watching this show because I like this story. Oh, absolutely. It's a very good story. It's a story about a guy trying to find redemption in another life and trying to, like, overcome his difficulties from his previous life and, you know, take up a leading, you know, position, help people, make the world a better place. It's just overshadowed by all these crazy sex acts that aren't even really being played for comedy. They're just happening. And it's like really frustrating that so many people are going to miss out on a great story because whoever in the industry feels like this has to be in there. And I just don't understand it. But I can understand that sometimes there's nothing's perfect, right? I think that maybe they took a misstep there because I think there there are scenes that are just as impactful with like the scene and that I that I was waiting to watch which is I think like maybe episode 8 where the two kids who have these this original encounter end up getting set up to sleep together because again this setting is kind of like middle age setting like 
think of like Game of Thrones. Yeah. No. So you know. Yeah, they're setting up. No, but I get what you're saying. They're, they're setting like, like like the like the king and queen of like said they're areas. Trying like, to hey, we're gonna yeah. set up these two kids so they'll be the next in in the line. So they end up like like kind of making moves on each other. And the girl ends up becoming uncomfortable, kicks off the dude because the dude is thinking in a 40-year-old mentality because he is a 40-year-old and he grew up on literally the stuff we're talking about. You know, Lolita's hentai, hentai, stuff stuff like that. So his understanding of sexual, uh, you know, actions and sexual, you know, pleasure are kind of skewed. Um, but actually, he does get a slight redemption in the fact that he stops himself and realizes that he's wrong. So I kind of did like that they did something with that scene, unlike the scene where he tried to take her panties off. It was just meant for jokes, but obviously she was asleep and she's a 10-year-old, and that's completely creepy. Well, um, I think I think there are parts of it that I don't have a problem with. Like, that's great because it's character development. Yeah, it's development, right? changing. There's parts of it that are like, you know, okay, so the feeling up the girl in the hay, that's weird. The part where, like, his old teacher is with her new student, and he just, like, runs out touches her. on the balcony and starts feeling her up, and I'm like, that's weird. And then even, like, yeah, early on, sometimes. early on when, like, he's, like, randomly obsessed with the maid's boobs as, like, a baby, and I'm like, yeah... I, I eh, I'm I'm tough on that. The, one. This this is one where it yeah. teeters the line. When we talk about like how far should we go, I yeah. think this is the most. And again, this is just a preference because again, everyone likes it a certain way. Like this is the most I can see and be comfortable with sometimes, and really enjoy it. Like I could probably see more and probably not enjoy it. This is enough for me to be like I can deal with certain awkward situations knowing that the rest of it's really good. Well, I'm not saying don't watch it. I'm just saying this I'm is... I'm telling you to watch it. I'm saying this is a serious issue, though, in anime. And it just... It feels like they're kind of flippantly towing the line with this one. And I just wish they would take it more seriously. Or maybe have a editing person come in and be like, uh, Maybe we shouldn't have the 10-year-olds feeling, feeling people up. That seems kind of weird. Yeah, there could be moments. And I think every... A lot of animes... Are, are subject to this like even like the one we talked about a couple weeks ago Hikahiro um, you know where he brought he brings a girl home yeah. on the street like there are moments where like you realize she's 17 years old there was a moment where she like walks over him and you see her underwear like things like that I don't need to see that for to understand the impact that that this manga slash anime slash story is trying to tell like I don't need to see that those little flashes of like well, sexualization again, is and again I think it's a directing choice though because like in Hikahiro you know, it could have just shown her and then that be it and just have them converse, conversing. It didn't just show her. It, like, started showing, like, you know, let's zoom in on the tits, zoom in on the ass. Yeah. Like, let's really, let's really emphasize these sexual parts of yeah, her. No, yeah, and you're right. It is a major trope yeah. that you see all the time. And I think it is probably the biggest issue that you see in manga, anime, slash the otaku culture. I, I do think it needs to be taken more seriously, because if this continues, it will hurt the manga industry. And it just pisses me off to see it in, like, actual good stories. There's another story I'm reading that I'm a big fan of. It's also an isekai. Which, it. um, but it's an isekai. The guy gets reborn as a sword. A sword? Yeah. He frees this... Uh, I'm trying to summarize, but he frees this slave uh, cat girl who's like... Of course it's a cat girl. Who's really young. And it's of like, course she's young. But it starts off completely... She have big tits. No. 
Damn it. She so, has little tits. No. Oh, okay, she has normal tits. She's got like, she got, yeah, she's, no, like, I say young, she's like, you know, 10 years old, maybe. Oh, okay. So prime age. If you're, if you're in Japan, <laughs> apparently. Um, but no, I think uh, that's, that's up. it starts off purely, there's no sexualization whatsoever. They're father and daughter aspects. And then like eight chapters in, like all of a sudden out of nowhere, they're like, we got to go panty shopping. And I'm like, what does this have to do with the story at all? And they do play it for comedy, I guess, where they do the scenes... Sure. Where he zoom, he like zooms across the screen. He's like censorship because I'm a sword. I can block the naughty bits, but it's still like you're still showing her changing underwear. Yeah, it's really have, weird. We understand what you're trying to go yeah. for. Yeah, I know you're not trying to show it, but you're trying to go for a certain audience to entice them. Yeah, and it's it's just like this is a fine story without any of that. And then you're just inviting. Why did we even you're do You're inviting it? those people to create other media which probably can be tied to the original media. Yeah. It's just, we're not even getting to, into the world of like World 34 and stuff like that that are yeah. brought on by little moments like those, right? Yeah. But anyway, but, this, yeah. this one's this one's tough. I, I really hope, I don't know what you would have to do to fix it. Um, it's but, hard because it's like, like you said, it, it's the biggest issue that we see and it's in everything. Some of them rely on it too much. Some of it just have it in passing. So none of it's forgivable, really. I mean, I I think of it in my eyes. Always. If they maybe if they implemented like a age rating system, it would help. But I I just don't know. We'll get to that topic a little bit later. Some other quick ones we'll just hit on. Hopefully not take up as much time. Uh, so Hega Hero, obviously, we just hit on. It's got some issues as well. I'm not going to worry so much about the sexualization part because I think that is a more core element of the story. The fact that she is an underage girl staying with an older guy and there is kind of like this latent sexual attraction there or potential sexual attraction that he has to deal with. I guess that's kind of that the thing. And the fact – well, let's not forget that this, is, this, this story deals with trauma that – yeah, the girl has to deal with. Um, so it's not just blatant things. I, I think this one's done well in in a way. I don't like the way certain things are written, so that's why I don't like it. As for the sexual part of it, certain things I could do without. But ultimately, it's about her dealing with trauma and how to deal with that and communicate to this guy who happened to take her in. Yeah, I think part of the controversy with that one was some random dude took in an underage girl. Which I don't think you should ever really do or should ever see. And everybody's just cool with it. Yeah. Well, I, I think mean, that's, that's not, the that's not real. a huge big deal, honestly. I mean, I, th that's small in comparison to what we just talked about with touching on little girls when they're asleep. Um, I think it does hit on kind of a recurring theme in anime, which is the harem kind of style. And like where it's like it's okay to collect a bunch of women as much money women as you want and yada yada yeah. yada as long as you're a nice guy. You and know? this story seems to not stray away from that. Yeah, which is uh, mainly one of the reasons why I stopped reading it slash watching it. It's and I mean I think that is a problem. I think, but the fact of the matter is there's always going to be an audience for that. Yeah, that's the struggle with this one. I don't think that one really does it that badly. Yeah, I just I don't like the story itself, but I don't think. Well, it's it's that one's a controversy, really. I don't think this one is bothering people nearly as much, but yeah, it does kind of play into some bad habits. But you know, what are you gonna do? I think when as long as you're gonna have harem anime and stuff like that, you're gonna have 
I think people that are into this kind of. I think yeah. it helps that the girl in question is seventeen, so she's close. I'm not saying it's okay, but like certain people are kind of like, just like ah, it's not a big deal, because she's seventeen. She looks like an adult, really. She's drawn like an adult. Yeah, she is. That's she the she acts kind of like an adult because she's not in school anymore. So sometimes it can be like, oh, it's not a big deal, but people forget she is still in high school. So, at least in America, like that, that is would be not okay. No go. Right? Yeah. Um, well, and also he does make a point that he is not going to sleep with her, but that doesn't stop him from pretty much doing, or you know, or not sleep with her and not have kiss her or any of that stuff. But it doesn't stop him from living with her and basically hanging out and doing every other relationship kind of esque thing they would yeah. do. But yeah, you know, that's whatever. Um, that's just kind of the nice guy mentality. So other issues. Um, so. I could talk about incest. It is a problem. I don't really get the incest aspect in Japan, but it's become a big thing. My little sister can't be this cute came out, what, five or six years ago. And then recently there was For My Daughter I'd Fight the Demon Lord, which is where he basically adopts a daughter. They grow up and eventually he ends up marrying the daughter. Which thankfully it's an adopted thing, but it's, it's kind of it's kind of weird, yeah. And it's on the line, it's kind of strange. Um, but yeah, and then my little sister can't be this cutie. Ends up marrying the sister. I'm not gonna get into the, all Wait, that. He does. Yeah. I read into it, and I thought that he just kind of like finds out that she's kind of has some weird like uh, like kinks, and it's just like them dealing with it and like growing as a brother it, and sister relationship. I did not know that they like actually So there were two seasons. Get into a relationship. The first season is basically what you said. And I watched that one. And I actually thought it was pretty good. And I didn't watch the second season. But I've been told in the second season concludes he marries his sister. So I'm like, whoa. That took some really quick shifts. I was like, okay. But anyway. Yeah, I don't see a lot of incest in it. I, I, I know that I see a lot of it, I think, in like the hentai world. Um, not that I'm like, like the only reason I know anything about hentai is because it, it, it kind of ties together loosely because hentai is sometimes its own thing, but it can also be in like a, what's it called? Um, referenced or inspired from manga, right? Yeah. I don't know which came first, chicken or the egg, but they're both kind of correlate. So, um, I have seen it some, but it's not enough for me to see it in mainstream stuff or some hidden stuff. I mean, obviously these things do exist, but I don't, I mean, one of them is not really incest, one of them is weird. The other one, I don't know, I have to look into it. So it's nothing well, that I that, see a lot of. The other thing I've noticed is usually when it gets to the incesty parts, it tanks really hard. Like, you haven't heard of My Little Sister Can't Be This Cute. And that's because enough, while the true. first season was very popular, after the second season came out, nobody talked about it. Because it ended on a really uncomfortable note for, I think, most people. Fair Same enough. thing with the daughter i'd fight the demon lord so i think it's i think it's more well accepted that that's like not a cool topic it just yeah. it's weird to me that it keeps coming up uh the other one want to talk about torture porn in your fucking anime what the hell so yeah, there's some weird stuff when it comes to torture torture related thing and, and it's a growing like thing i mean well i'm not gonna lie it's it's not like this isn't across the board because i mean over in America, we got movies like Saw. We got movies like That's Hostel. True. You so, got gore stuff. So people are into that stuff for whatever reason. It's just like anime. It's tough because again, your target audience. You know, you can say it's for everybody, but the target audience is 
teenage boys mostly. So it's kind of uncomfortable when you're like showing these kind of intense, grotesque acts of violence, especially when you're talking about Redo of the Healer, which you mentioned earlier, being conducted by the hero and treated like positive things because he's getting his vengeance. Yeah, when you make it like, oh, the best way for me to get my revenge is to do the same thing that I did to you, that that defeats the purpose of, I think, the story, really. Like, if you want to be a hero, that's not what a hero would do. I mean, I think, I think in it, there wasn't anything wrong with like Redo the Healer the way it started because in real life, like, those things happen. Rape is a real thing. Yeah. Torture is a real thing. Like Drug people, addiction. people being yeah. you know forced to do things against their will are real things. So I understand why you would write about it. But like in Redo the Healer, literally like they try to sexualize it as much as possible by making his like semen have like magical attributes. Like yeah. why no. be like if anyone I, had, honestly, if anyone had sex with him, whether he wanted to or not, they would like gain. Like, I will. Skills. I think he like, gains. Why? He gains their skills. I'm gonna be honest. I think they wrote that in because they knew they wanted him to have sex, and they needed to have a reason for him to do yeah. that oh, no. and All not that look like secret a, plot. No, not look too. like a terrible no, person. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's not great, man. It, it's it's really strange, and I'm I'm kind of perplexed as to why they would make that an anime. Like, yeah. I understand that it's a manga, but like. I don't honestly, understand why anyone thought, let's animate this. People are going to love this. I'm honestly really shocked that that actually got an anime. Yeah. Like, there's uh, so many stories that deserve it that are getting it now, or but this one already got it, and I just don't understand why it, any but, why the world needed that. That was one thing we did not need. I mean, and there are other, like, stories, but I don't think there is focus because they're not actions done by the heroes themselves. Like, Higurashi, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. It's, uh... Story about a bunch of kids. It's one of those where it's deceptive because on the cover it's like, oh, there's a bunch of kids and we're in a village and we're having fun. And then, like, it's one of those time loop anyways where they always end up getting murdered horribly. So. Oh, interesting. So no, I don't yeah. know much about that. They one. have. I just know that, like, the only problem I had with Redo the he- of Healer was like, that was the first one I saw and. It, it right off the bat it was about literally someone raping torturing somebody and then the, the guy coming back and doing the same thing so it literally was just about rape and torture yeah that one I really draw the line I don't like that one at all I don't know why I got an anime I barely know why I got a manga I don't understand it Higurashi's rough because I think again there's no age restriction in Japan so kids can watch this one and you've got scenes with like a little girl to escape somebody chasing her puts puts a knife against a wall and buries her neck into it to kill herself so she can escape getting tortured. And, like, it does a full scene of that without cutting away. And you're like, whoa, that's not cool. A girl nails, like, iron nails into a girl's joints in her fingers. It's, like, uncomfortable so stuff. Soft, pretty much. It's pretty messed up, yeah. But, you know... Kids, so that's kind of uncomfortable, yeah. Magical Girl Sight's another example where a lot of bad stuff happens, but it's mostly done by bad people. So it kind of gives you that excuse of being like, well, now the main the characters... villains, right? We have yeah, to, the main we characters have to a got a reason yeah. to get back at these people. Yeah. So I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I'm just like, maybe tone it down, or maybe put like some kind of like, hey, by the way... This shit's going to get really fucked up in five seconds. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, um, it's just not our cup of tea sometimes. I understand that. Um, 
And I know that sometimes there are stuff that can be really aggressive for me. There's always going to be an audience for it, but I think that there's some certain things that are just too much sometimes. Uh, I just, I don't think it does much. I kind of yeah. want there to be like an age restriction, but I mean, I'll be honest. I saw Higurashi when I was like 11, 12. God, when was that? Yeah. When I was pretty darn young, I saw Higurashi for the first time and it was disturbing but yeah, I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't look up more vids because I was like, Hell wow, yeah, this baby. is really, huh, this is interesting. But yeah, no, I had never seen anything like that before. So I'm, you know, it's not like there won't be an audience, but yeah, you know how it goes. So I think that's pretty much it. I think there is some clear stuff for us. Yeah. There's not really a good way to, some. there's not a good way for us to solve these problems. Yeah, no, there's not something that it's going to be solved in the anime manga world. I think it's something that will always be there. I think, like you said, there's ways to kind of curb it uh, and maybe not make it as mainstream help certain things. Because I do think this stuff influences people or makes the idea of certain actions, certain things acceptable when it shouldn't be. Uh, just like any other media, I think. Um, so... You know, we'll see where it goes. I mean, I don't want it to be a situation where it gets banned and anything that just mentions like sexual abuse or rape, like, like Tokyo Revengers had a had an episode where one of the girlfriends of the gang members got raped. Yeah. But they just said she got raped. It was a rival gang. Yeah. And that's it. They showed her in the hospital. She was being taken care of, and how the gang dealt oh, with and it. To be that fair, added to the story. And to be fair, seeing her in the hospital, like you don't know that she. No, you don't tell. But you can tell she she went through a lot of stuff. Yeah, and it was traumatizing, and I understand. But it added to the story. It added to how they dealt with that. And I don't want to see that be banned just because it had, like, an episode where they talked about rape. Yeah. Because it is a real thing, and it is important to society that we combat it. If countries like even the U.S. want to ban some of the stupid stuff, like, fine. I I can do without the titty butt battling in the (laughs) pool. But, like... I would really like the editors in Japan or the writers to think about, you know, the impact it's having on other countries because I don't want to see shows like Mashiko Tensei get banned in other countries or canceled in other countries because it's a really good story. It's just that they're putting in elements that have nothing to do with the story and really playing them up for who, who knows what reason. So hopefully put more thought gets put into that. Um, but yeah. We're going to go ahead and move on looking and talk about something a little more positive. Talk about what we're looking forward yeah, to next more, season. A little more lighthearted because um, we're near the end of season of this season, the spring season of 2021. Um, a couple of, of stories are reaching their end here like next week or the week after. So we're looking to – I guess we are looking at the ones that are coming up next month, if not the month after in July um, in season in the, the next season. Um, to start off, I think we've got a couple sequels that are coming back, right, Logan? Yeah. So I will say the first thing, just looking at the sequels, this is a much happier season because most of these stories are pretty upbeat. Oh, these sequels for sure, yeah. Uh, so Dragon Maid, which obviously was a big hit well, everyone a is few years ago. One, right? Yeah, everyone. Minus me. I don't. I'm not a fan. <laughs> you got to give it a shot, though. They, they, it, apparently it's the same, it's the same uh, studio that did... Uh, Euphonium. Yeah, Euphonium. Sound Euphonium, Hibike Euphonium. So, uh, I mean, I like the art. I just, I don't like, like, some of those characters are just overdrawn and over-sexualized, unfortunately, to go back to it. Like, one of the characters literally has some of the biggest titties I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that is. Why? 
I think she's funny. coming into the season, so like I think she's pretty much there for as a joke character. Okay. Although it does build up as a different thing. Okay, but yeah, sure. you know, I will say that's on the writer for hundred percent. Plus, it's a bunch of cute girls doing cute things, right? Not necessarily. Um, it's kind of hard to describe. Okay. It just doesn't look appealing to me. It's more of like a family sitcom kind of thing. Mm. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah, I I really like the first season. I like the story. I will agree. What we were talking about earlier, there is some over-sexualization for sure. But yeah, I think the story's fun and it's an upbeat thing. Nice. Well, um, you'll be excited to watch that one? Uh, yep. Uh, slime. Yeah, I'm excited. I am only halfway through the first season, but I'm going to finish it by the time the second season rolls around so, yeah. in two months. Reincarnated as a slime, it left off on a... I wouldn't say a cliffhanger. It kind of left off on a positive spot, but it was after a big emotional resounding thing so i'll be interested to see if they stick the landing with the back half of the story it'll be interesting oh yeah they had the in between the slime diaries too to hold us off right yeah those wasn't it didn't really tie to anything i don't think it seemed like it was like an everyday kind of thing yeah um they were that was cute but it was yeah it was was more for cute and just to tie you over until season two or season one part two came out i don't know what this is technically called Next up, um, my next life as a villainist. All roots lead to doom. Um, yeah, did, it's is that when when did that season come out? I don't know anything. Uh, about season one came out maybe two years ago. I have to double check the exact time. My life as a villainist. Is this yeah. like um, it's like a rom com? Uh, yes, in a way, actually, it's like <laughs> you're gonna love this. It's a reverse harem. <laughs> nice. But the main Classic. character, but the main character does not know it. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I, I I think it's a cute little comedy. There's nothing too crazy to say about this. It's pretty much the same joke over and over and over again. So you but watch it's a, it. But it's a funny joke. This so. sounds like something Kevin would watch. I think it would actually. He would probably enjoy this a lot. Right, actually. We have to suggest it to Kevin. Uh, and next, Hero Academia and Aruma. Those are both continuing. Those are longer seasons, right? I mean, it's just a continuation. Yeah, of I don't season. think there's a whole lot to say about those either. If if you know, you know. Those are the yeah. Big. If you watch those two, they're pretty big. Hero Academia has been consistently a popular one. Um, one that I watched a while back. Haven't really watched. I need to watch this one because this is a this uh, season's pretty solid for I guess development of the story, especially like the main characters. So I need to look into it. I mean, I've already read the manga, so yeah. I know what happens. But and Arumakuns. Getting into where it starts becoming more of a shonen. This is manga. the first season, right? Of no, Rumor? this is the second. Second one. one. Okay. Yeah, and this is where it's starting to hit the points where it stops being kind of like a comedy and it starts becoming an actual shonen manga, which cool. is good. Anyway, um, Mushiko Tensei. Yeah. We we've already kind of beat the dead horse on this. True, one. but it's good. <laughs> it's good, and the second part of the first season comes out in July. So another thing to look forward to um, for that. Uh, we'll see where it goes from the. The yeah. end of the first half. So, all right. Um, anticipated manga adaptations. So you're gonna have to take Eden Zero because all I know is that it's the new fairy tale. Well, that's all I think it is going to be. I mean, from what I've read, from what I've heard, from people talking about it, it is literally fairy tale in space. So even the character, even the main animal character, is happy. He's literally the same. I actually think his name is actually still Happy. Yeah, well, and it's funny because I always thought Fairy Tale was the same as Rave Master, so it's like, yeah, there's just like he does the same stuff over and over and over. Well, again. this is lo- like the main character looks just like Natsu. Yeah. So I'm not really like hyped for this one. I have heard a couple people say that they're looking forward to this one. Um, I mean, I think 
the fairy tale the story I was okay with. Like I think I read. I think the manga's done. I think I finished it. Yeah, it's done. Um, I never watched the anime because it did not follow the manga very well. Um, kind of all over the place. Yeah, it was all over the place. But I liked the the manga. Um, so I think people do like the idea of Eden Zero. Um, well, it's just, I'm not super interested in it. Well, and that's the thing. For me, I kind of dug Eden Zero for like literally the first five chapters of the manga. And then I was just like, oh, so now we're just going to go back into doing random, like, we're getting a group together and we're going to go say, do the thing. It's so, like, very yeah. tale. so it's very tale. But yeah, no, yeah. I'm just not that into I mean, it. If you look at it, and even the main girl looks just like Lucy. This is literally the same shit. We just... We just Spent how much time talking about this? I don't want to talk about this anymore. Okay. It's not that interesting. Now we talk about all the other 10,000 isekais that are coming out. So many isekais. Uh, so Zero, Gensuke. Which one's that one? So guy gets reborn in another person's body. I- I'll try and sum oh, That's literally all of them. He saves the princess, but then he ends up getting the shit kicked out of him for the next, like, 50 chapters. So he gets tortured, and then he goes to school. Gets Wait, are we talking about redo, my heal- redo the healer again? He gets treated really crappy. The only difference is the main character manages to stay upbeat. But I never liked what? this one because he basically gets the shit kicked out of him, and he's just like, it's okay, I can I can be a better person. That sounds terrible. Like, Why would you watch this? It's like a reverse Isekai. Yeah, I don't I don't get Though, it. Though, there is one, I mean, we're kind of skipping ahead, but this is still technically an Isekai that's coming out. Um, what was it? Oh, it was like a battle, black, 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 I thought I had it on here. Made and, what are you talking about? I thought I had it on here. It was an Isekai where a dude gets reborn into... He's like, he gets reborn into a world where he becomes like a slave, essentially. He becomes, he, uh, is oh, it the PQ? Black, Black Company. Black, Black Company. Company. Yeah. I read the manga for that one. It's not bad. I, maybe the ad- adaptation stopped. I don't remember why I stopped reading that one. Okay. But yeah. That one's one that I added. I guess I didn't add it to here, but I am interested to see what it looks because I do like the idea of a reverse one where it's like he doesn't become a hero, he just becomes a normal dude. Almost like slice yeah. of life, and he's just trying to deal with like I, being a slave. I do remember it being pretty hard on the comedy because a lot of weird yeah, no, it did look comedy like. So I kind of yeah. was like, ah, oh, it'd be kind of interesting to watch, especially because I'm trying to watch more isekai because I do not like them off the bat, but yeah. there are a couple that I have liked because I've given them a chance. So one of my bigger ones for isekai, Moonlight Journey Across Another World. So that's basically normal human gets reincarnated. It's basically slime. Except he's not a slime; he's a human, and uh, he's not a slime. So it's basically a slime. <laughs> is he a slime or is he not? He's a human. He's okay. not a slime. God damn it! So anyway, so he's basically he gets reborn in another world. Uh, as he's supposed to be the hero, but the goddess over there is like, "You're ugly. I hate you. Go fuck off." <laughs> so what's the name of this one? Um, Moonled Journey Across Another Moonlit. World. Moonled. Okay. It's because the moon god of our world gives him the blessing since the goddess of their world does not. So anyway. Uh, but yeah, it's a pretty good story. It's kind of similar if to Slime in the sense that he kind of builds his own civilization kind of deal. But anyway, um, Duke of Death and the Black Maid. Hell yeah. Uh, which is just the big titty version of Nagatoro. Well, it's a little different, but we did do the ma- manga review of it a couple weeks ago, a couple episodes ago. Um you you said you're not looking forward to it as much because you do not like the animation style. It does. It looks like it's crap. 3D. Yeah. I actually do like the animation style. Um, so I'm excited for this, especially because 
this is similar to Nagatoro in the sense that the chapters are all like little mini stories where ultimately there is a continuation of a story, but every every story every episode slash chapter is just like a little adventure. Like whether it's them dealing with you know a household like chore or them like doing some kind of date related thing. And yeah. there's this one's a little bit more teasing based than because of the situation where the Duke of Death can't touch Alice, yeah. who is his maid, and his maid, and they're both in love with each other. They know that, they understand that, and they just he, can't teach. They just you. can't, you know, do the things they want to do, and they're both adults, so yeah. it's an adult thing. I can't, um, I can't count the number of online comments I've seen where it's like, "This better end with them fucking like bunnies," and I'm like, "Yeah, wow, okay, <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, there you go." They, people online really want that. They really want to ship it, but no, I mean, I'm more into the butler and Alice becoming a thing. Uh, no, the butler's got. Uh, you obviously didn't make it very far because the butler is like with uh, uh, the Duke's younger sister. But anyway, what I know, right? <laughs> you didn't oh make it very God. far. All right, whatever. Um, I, I am. Ex- I, I will watch this one. This one does look. I'm really worried about the animation, but I'll probably still check it out. It looks like my classic. Like I watch this at the end of the night to feel better about myself, like I do with Nagatoro every week. Yeah, just to help me feel good about you know mm. there's being love in the world. Yeah. Well, the next one won't. Um, the next one is J-sama, uh, which... Uh, I saw that one. I think the full language is don't give up J-sama or don't be discouraged. J- J-sama won't be discouraged or something like that. Um, is but she it, like a demon who like... So it's it's like in a magical girl story. She was the like... Demon She God. was the second in command yeah. demon. She loses and she loses all the crystals that give her power. So now she's, like, trying to hunt down the crystals, but she's also living in the human world, so she's got to work all these jobs. The joke is essentially that she gets really close, and then something terrible will happen, and she starts over from zero again. So I I never really liked it because it was, like, a really... It was really... She could never get a foothold, it felt like. It was always, like, something bad would happen to her. Yeah, I saw the art for it. I really wasn't that intrigued. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm probably not going to look into it. But I did see. I have seen art for it, and people have been kind of raving for it. Yeah. Uh, next up, Realist Rebuilt Kingdom. Um, Another isekai. Yeah. Jesus so this Christ. one. This one, the guy gets reincarnated as a hero, but he doesn't have any of the hero skills. So he asks. He basically goes to the king and is like, "So can I look over your finances?" And the king's and he like talks with the king, and the king realizes like. Man, I'm really bad at managing this country. You manage the country. I was like, oh, this is the one where he like manages it from like a, a strategical way instead of yeah. like an actual action. My only way. my only problem with this one is it starts with an interesting prospect, but eventually it turns into back into like, oh, and now you got to lead our armies against all these bad people. Like, okay, sure, right. But uh, it's a neat idea. I might watch a few episodes, but we'll see. Cool. Um, do you want to talk about Eden Dadin deities? Uh, yeah, Eden deities in the peaceful generation. So I just saw a clip of it recently, and I immediately was drawn to it because of the art style. So based off the manga and based off uh, the anime, the way it's animated, it it's a it's a unique style that you, it's a um, that you know was initially like eye catching for me, and then I. Then saw that it was being animated by Mappa or Mappa, whatever, the same people that did Jujutsu Kaisen and uh, the latest season of, um, what's it called, Attack on Titan, uh, a couple of other bigger ones. I think Yuri on Ice was animated by them. 
So these guys good. do it right. So they do some good um, action. And scenes. again, I mean, just based off the teaser, it looked cool. It looks like it's your you know, kind of a general shonen. Maybe um, uh, it's a bunch of action. It looks like the art, the, the fight scenes are going to be great. Um, and it's it's a very I wouldn't say unique concept. It's about demons and um, the demons essentially being gone for about eight hundred years or something like that. But all of a sudden they're back. So well, it's like the gods get brought in to fight the demons. Yeah. They get rid of them, but then there's like peace, so that yeah. all the gods forget how to fight, and also yeah, the right. demons start. The demons coming back. back. So yeah. it's just it seems very straightforward, but I think it, it'll cause for some cool animation and cool fights. So I'm looking forward to that one. Um, so Peach yeah. Boy Riverside. Yeah, the next few are some of the ones that I looked up that I kind of caught. kind of caught my eye. Peach Peach Boy Riverside. I don't know how I looked over it again today, and I'm not really sure why it caught. I think really the name just caught my eye. It's Boy cute. Riverside. It's I like, I literally googled it and I could not find what the plot synopsis was. No, I, I couldn't to, find a synopsis. I was like, what is this? It's actually the teaser is like the main character is a princess who gets bored of being a princess and wants to go on a journey. So she meets up with some dude, and then they a bunch of stuff ensues. And then in the teaser, you see some dude, some rabbit. Man, anamorphic rabbit battling dude. Well, I was like, okay, well, I'm the, in. The title sounds like, you know, the old story of, like, the baby washing ashore in the peach or whatever. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No. That's an old, like, folk tale from Japan. So it sounds like that, but I have no idea. Oh. I don't know. Um, I mean, I saw a teaser. looks cool. Um, th- that one, I don't know m- much to say. I, I, I think it's it's been on a lot of people's radar as to it coming up this season. So I'll be adding that to my... Uh, look for list and then finally the detective is already dead this one i think has gotten a lot of um push because um it's a little different i guess it's it's it is like a detective there's a kind of like a mystery aspect to it essentially it's this character who meets this girl who happens to be a detective and they go on a journey and after a couple years they go through all these like fun adventure well fun slash dangerous adventures but the main character girl ends up dying after three years, I think. So the synopsis said, and then a couple days, like I guess after some time, the guy who had met her ends up meeting this other girl in this crazy event, and this girl looks just like the original girl who died. Hmm. If you follow me, okay. Um, okay. So it becomes a mystery slash uh, detective-like thing. So when they said, "Oh, it's like a very detective-based." anime it kind of it kind of perked my ears i was kind of interested in getting something more you know question every like episode being like oh what's going to happen next i did Um, see that it's a long running light novel story so and those tend to be hit or miss but i verge since it's a detective story if it's that popular i'm kind of interested now yeah Yeah. the detective aspect is what got me interested into it um because other than that it didn't really seem like it was anything else uh you know, special. So I'll, I'll check it out for sure. Um, All right. And then uh, Shaman King 2021. So I never watched the original. So Shaman I King. don't know when it's going to be released. I know it's being already released in Japan. It's just hasn't, it's, it's owned Not by in Netflix. The US. Yeah, in the yeah. U.S. it's owned by Netflix, but I and think they they're have, working on getting it released. Well, Netflix has a terrible distribution plan. Yeah, I don't know what their plan is. I know it's already being released. It's already being reviewed. Some people are not necessarily... Enjoying it as much as the original. I don't know if it's just due to style changes. Maybe um, the story adaptation's a little different. But I know when I actually never watched the original anime. This is one that I only read m- manga, and I I love the story. 
Um, I am really excited to actually get to watch it to watch it for the first time in more up to date visuals, um, and hopefully it it at least you know keeps me interested. I, I will definitely finish it because I've read the whole story. Now I ran straight into Shaman King. Technically, this is our other anime remakes or originals, but then I looked into some of these, and they, it's like they are actually adaptations in some form or fashion. So battle after five seconds. It's kind of what it says on the ten. Uh, guy gets an app. Leads him into a bunch of battles, you know, stuff ensues. Um, Blue Reflection, I'm not going to waste a lot of time on Blue Reflection. It's an RPG adaptation. It's like all the uh, tales of whatever. Tales of Vesperia or whatever? Yeah, tales of dot, dot, dot animes that are out there. Uh, Scarlet Nexus, you don't even like the look of Scarlet Nexus. I immediately looked at it, and and this is one that I've seen a lot of talk. A lot of people are like, oh, this is going to look great. Um, but I just don't like the look of it. It looks too edgelord. Personally, for me, it looks like a knockoff uh, Final Fantasy uh, Square Enix thing that you said, Square Enix production. Yeah, something like that. So I was, I was just like immediate pass. So one, I at least like the idea of the story. I don't know much about it, honestly, so it could totally end up being terrible, but Nighthead 2041 caught my eye. Uh, basically, people get psychic powers... Pair of twins get arrested, and eventually, like after a few years, they break out. So it's the story of those twins with psychic powers that were experimented on being on the run, and also another set of twins who are like trying to catch them, who are police officers. So I'm like, this is kind of interesting. I, w- I would watch that. Um, but we'll see. I don't really know what else to make of that. Um, Sunny boy, what you want to talk about? I don't know a damn thing about Aquatope of the White Sand. That's the first. So I've heard it, of it is a. I think it's a main. This one is a slice of life anime. It has to deal with two. I think it's two girls. Either two two characters that meet working at an aquarium. I think this is the right one. Um, at an aquarium, literally just like a normal aquarium. Um, and they, it's just about them dealing with some issues and getting closer and being friends. It's literally just a very slice of life. I think there is a little bit of, like, a fantasy aspect to it. There's a couple things that are questionable, but mainly it's just a relationship building slash It's weird that you like... It's weird, not not in relation to this other, to the anime next season. It's weird that you like slice of life, but that you don't like cute girls doing cute things stuff. Because, like, the cute girl aspect doesn't do anything to me. This is, like... I mean, these are cute girls, I guess. I mean, they're not bad-looking, but they're not doing it just for the sake of being cute. Like, they're pushing cute to, like, pull in that audience, and that doesn't do anything for me. Okay. So, the last one on our list, as far as anime we're looking forward to, turned into a blitz, but uh, Sunny Boy by Madhouse. So, first off... I don't know much about the plot. It's like one of those classroom gets sucked into another world by the sound yep, of it. That's what it is. I don't know much about it. They get the superpowers. Anima- the animation so, looks so good, though. Yeah, the animation looks unique, I will say. It looks very, very standard. Very Not standard in the general way, but very minimalistic. Uh, uh, kind of like when I first looked at it and kind of when I look at it again, it looks kind of like ping pong the animation, but more fresh. It's just kind of almost crudely drawn, but not badly. Yeah, that's the thing, is they do a very good job, at least from the trailer. Uh, a lot of anime, they have those like thin outlines on the characters, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's kind of where you see the guideline. This one 
seems to have kind of thrown that out and it does a lot for the shading and the implementation of where they're like going through lights and stuff yeah so i'm i'm interested to see it I yeah it looks to... good uh madhouse obviously did one punch man which was amazing animation wise um and it, this is an original story again from what i've read the synopsis is like you said these kids that are in school get sucked into a different dimension but they actually get superpowers yeah so, and they have to fend off whatever's in this different dimension so it seems almost kind of like um what's that story uh what's that story i think it was written like by steven every, spielberg every isekai ever no it's not isekai because they don't they, they can't keep their bodies it's still them they don't like get reborn. They just get thrown into a different world. By Steven Spielberg or what Stephen King, right? It does sound it's like one where like kids get superpowers. I forget. I don't know, but it, it seems oh, interesting. Are you talking it, about that? Well, you talking about the found footage one where they get superpowers? No, I don't know. Okay, whatever. Anyway, I, I am looking forward to this one. Um, it looks good. It looks unique. Um, I like original stories. I, I seem to be liking more original stories nowadays rather than adaptations. Not that adaptations are bad. It's just I I get more of a thrill when I know it's something unique and that it hasn't already been out there. I'd be careful because I'm not sure if this was an adaptation or. or no, this is this is an original story. Okay, I'll take your word I, for I, it. I believe I looked it up. Um, and then one other one that we did write down is um, that I've seen a lot of in almost every other YouTuber thing that I've kind of been trying to find things to look uh, into. One that the, I will not like myself. You the YouTubes. Uh, is the case study of Vanitas. Vanitas or whatever. I think oh, yeah. it's a vampire-based story. I've heard of it, yeah. Um, and I think it has to do with like vampires in Paris. I think there's like a doctor who is associated with vampires. But it seems like a very like uh, mystery slash obviously supernatural because it has to do with vampires like story. Mm. Um, I'm going to be honest, probably not going to watch it. Nope. It I, just don't, sounds... I do not like vampire stories. I think they're the most boring <laughs> thing to me. Well, so there's always this one where it's like, there's always this one anime every season where it's like, it's deep, it's introspective, but it uses like a really generic archetype and I just don't care. Like, and that's that's exactly what this is. It's like, oh, but it's got it's got vampires, but it's like this guy trying to figure out, like, you know, whatever. And it's like, you know, for for all it's worth, I'd rather just watch Castlevania because there you go. Shit. You still get you still get vampires yeah. there. And apparently, yeah. this is like a steampunk type of fantasy. Yeah. So if you're into that kind of like art style, because it obviously has a certain aesthetic, I think that's kind of why people are into it. But that doesn't really draw an ear to me. And like I said. I don't yeah, like vampire I stories. I might, I might watch an episode. So we'll see. that's our blitz. We'll have to figure out exactly which ones we're gonna watch. Yeah, obviously we're not gonna watch all of them. I think we may watch an episode or two and then see what we like or what's at least good to review. Some of these, some of the ones that you listed, I'm not gonna watch. I'm not gonna watch half the isekais. You're not but gonna I promise watch. I will watch more isekais. You're not gonna watch Dragon Maid. You're I will sick. not watch Dragon Maid. You're sick. Sorry. You disgust me. I stand by sometimes that if I don't like it, I will not watch it. I have not watched Frozen because of that reason. Let it go, man. Jesus. <laughs> Thank you. All right. On to well, our manga of we the week. Blitzed the shit out of that. Yeah, All I right. mean, we talked a lot about the first part, and most of these we don't really know a lot about. They're just what we like, what will look good, and what we look forward to. But anyway, we're on to our manga of the week, and uh, last episode you recommended Freerin. 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 Is it Freerin? Freerin. Is is Freerin? How do you spell it? Freerin. Freyren. F-R-I-E-R-E-N. And it is a German Freyren. name, so it, I think that would be Freyren. 
Uh, so Freerin. Yeah, you would know because you are German. No, yes. I, I would know because I did take German <laughs> okay. uh, as a language. Uh, not that I would know. I just would infer. Uh, okay, okay. But Freerin, uh, what's it called? To the, to the. Freerin at the funeral. Freer, Freerin at the funeral. All right. Or so I think it's actually to journey's end. So they did it again, where the original Scanlators called it Freerin at the funeral, which I actually prefer that title. But yeah, in the people who are doing the official manga adaptation have called it Freerin after journey's end. So yes, I think both make sense. Yeah. Um, I think that either one's fine. I don't think either one really matters. Either way. Uh, we finished that. When we didn't finish, we read about. I think you said to read fifteen. I, I said up, read fifteen. Yeah. Okay, I read thirty chapters. Um, it is mainly about um, an elf. This is a, obviously a uh, fantasy. I feel like world. you didn't actually read thirty chapters. I read thirty. I read what, thirty what, chapters, what as, chapters as of last know? night. Give me a second. We'll, we'll get there. Okay, fine. Uh, but it's a, the story essentially revolves around an elf uh, named Freerin who was part of this, like, hero party that saved the world by defeating the Demon Lord at a certain time in some fantasy world. She had it, like, think of, like, you know, Lord of the Rings. Like, you have an elf, you have a, a, a dwarf, you have a normal human being, and then you have, like, a priest-slash-magician. Yeah. Um, I guess the elf is the magician, or the mage, excuse me. Yeah. Um, they beat the Demon Lord, and then they go their separate ways after a couple years somebody dies from natural causes then a couple more years later somebody else dies but the elf sticks around because she's an elf and she lives forever essentially yeah she's um, practically immortal yeah so it's pretty much her story through those events through after the demon lord and also and then i will i will the say that, afterwards i will also say you say it very flippantly like a few years pass like i think they say like 80 years pass no, like, it, I think it was 50 years from the Demon Lord. Yeah. So and then they, it was 28 years They from take that. 10 years to go on this journey to defeat the Demon Lord. Then 50 years pass. Then the first person dies. Then another 10 years. And then that second person dies. So it's like, it's not just like a little time pass. It's like a lot of well, time. Well, to her, it's like, but we really don't see that across many chapters. That no, happens yeah. like the first couple chapters. Like, literally, you don't see any of the Demon Lord fighting. But anyway, um, it's about her story and meeting other characters and kind of growing as a person because she's she's essentially on her own now since the people that she grew up with and made a life um, have passed on. I actually really enjoyed this. Uh, this is a very wholesome slash kind of slice of life um, uh, manga because like it's really about Freerin the elf kind of understanding the relationship between her and these new characters that she's meeting, which happen to be human, and how her idea of time uh, compares to everyone else's. Because, like yeah. you said, she's essentially immortal. Or not immortal, she just lives forever. She could die. Well, and, um, that's, and that's a thing that comes up in the first... They're so, they do such a good job of playing with this time. Sorry, I interrupted, but I just wanted to get in. Like When they talk about that in the first chapter... It kind of emphasizes the whole point of the journey. When she comes back for the first person's funeral, she's like, she doesn't shed a tear initially because she's just like, I don't know. I only spent 10 years of my life with this right. person in such a small amount of time. Yeah, in, in her uh, age, that's yeah. like a blink of an eye. Yeah. Right. So, and it's like her kind of coming to the realization that even though time flows differently from her and these experiences are so minute that doesn't mean they're not very valuable experiences for her yeah yeah i think it's her really figuring out how much they meant to her because i think she understood 
I think for for Freeran, it's easy for her to kind of forget how important things were. It's not necessarily that she didn't think they were important. It's yeah. more that she just because it's such a small thing in her life. Like literally, when it comes to time, like she just thinks of it as a small thing in her mind. Yeah. But she's growing with these new characters and understanding that all these events were special to her and did hold weight, even though they were one in a million in her. You yeah, know. one. I think she says it's like one. Tenth of one one hundredth of like her time, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Which the one, I guess, the one problem I had with this story was like, even though she sees time, like she lives longer than everyone on the planet, time is still the same. Time, a second is still a second for me and you. That's true. So yeah. in the moment, you should see it. Like she has moments in the first thirty chapters where she's like, yeah, we can sit here for two years. That's not a big deal. No, two years is still two years for you. That's still a long ass time. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. Like when exactly. she reflects and says like, oh, those 10 years that I fought with people, that wasn't that long. That I understand. Yeah. Because in the grand scheme of things afterwards, yes. But when like she was put in jail, I think in one of the later chapters because uh, like the the person, like the ruler of that uh, place, uh, I guess she insulted him or something. I forgot. It was where the demons were. Yeah, to, were, she were brought she, in. Threat, she threatens to kill the demons. Right. So they're like, so they oh, throw her, you're attacking yeah. me. So they threw her in jail. Then the demons try to go kill her. Or no, they tell her, oh, you have to stay in jail for two years. And she's like, okay, yeah, that's whatever. Cool. Buy like, me a bring What me are you book. talking about? That's two years. She's Especially like, when she likes to do certain things. Like two years sitting in jail. Like I know that that would like annoy anyone, even if you lived a thousand years, which she has. Yeah, I think it's. It's in, it is interesting that it plays with that. I think I, I do kind of question that sometimes because they do make some statements that confuse me. But I mean, we also don't live that long, so who knows? Maybe I guess. she does view it differently. I mean, she has lived a long time. It's not like she has a long life to lead. Still, she's lived a millennia at least up to this point. Well, right? and the only other thing I can think of in that defense would just be like. To be fair, if she doesn't get pushed to do something, she doesn't really do a lot, you know? Yeah, no, and I, she, I like she, that as yeah. a character. Like, they push her as someone who's very, like, if she's not doing her own thing, like her own journey, in this case is to study magic, like, she's just like, eh, we'll, we'll get there. I'm just going to hang yeah, here for like, hey, whatever. I'm kind of, like, not really motivated to do this. So I like her as a character. Um Actually, I like all the characters. Her, um, I like the world building. I like the enemies. Yeah. I like every all the characters of this are fun or enjoyable. So I got way. to chapter thirty. They already added the priest. Yeah. Um, and they got to the point. I think I just read the chapter where it was. Is it Fern? Fern's birthday. Yeah. And yeah. Stark got her a ring. No, a bracelet. Yeah, bracelet, not okay. a ring. Something like that. It was either. Oh, that. but Freyren lost her ring. That's yes. what you're thinking. But of. then she found it with some magic. Yeah. Um, so that's I think that's like chapter thirty. I am curious, what did you think of the demons? Because I was kind of like you were really enjoying the like them being on their own little journey, independent, without having to deal with enemies. So it seems like we're going to get like it. Obviously, it's gonna, you're going to have to have an antagonist. Um, so you know, it turns it more into an action kind of thing sometimes, which I'm okay with. It's not my favorite part. I think my favorite part are the relationships and the wholesomeness of it. Um, the battle that she had with that lady demon with the scales, yeah, um, it was good. I thought it was an interesting way for... Because I, I think each character had a unique ability, so it was kind of cool. And for some reason, for the tenth time, a, a story has a blood user. Like, 
I swear, like, I just watched Jujutsu Kaisen and every other person's like, oh, my blood does this. My blood poisons you. My blood can turn into blades. Yeah. And then, like, one of the demons was, like, using his blood as, like, to everything. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, oh, my God, I've seen this a thousand times. I did actually, though, prefer the battle with the students where they were, like, where even though Fern is, like, clearly established as weaker, they, like, but it's like, but that doesn't mean that you have disadvantage. You don't have advantages to what you can do. And I was like, oh, okay. So it was interesting watching those battles more so than the uh, Freyren battle. But I, I, oh, yeah. No, I did prefer opinion, that one, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I, I also just like the idea that they don't try to make the demons complex. I know they, that's a common thing in this story where it's like, oh, you know, but the demons have their own side. They're in a really crappy situation. No, these guys are just evil yeah i did like that <laughs> like, that's what it ended up turning out to be like when she when when she was like oh yeah i, I didn't want that it to be like a, a learning lesson for freeran where it's like yeah after how many so years it turns out demons actually did change like no demons demons are demons, demons like are bad they, people. they only speak the human language so they can uh yeah do think, evil things i think it's like to, yeah what was the her teachers like demons are just creatures that speak human language to deceive you. To deceive you, yes. Yeah, so and that's it still all is true, and I'm glad they did that, and they didn't, like, make it about, like, alternative motives or, like, it being, like, the second oh, the second agenda they had to push was, like, ooh, we have to fight demons now. Like, yeah, I'm sure you'll have to fight demons, but let's not make that the story. And I don't think that is the story. No, it doesn't seem to be. So I'm, I will keep reading this, and this is one that I hope gets an anime adaption because I, really, I think I, this I, would be great as an anime. It's a very wholesome thing, which every chapter could be very small. Every, every episode could do, like, multi-chapters where they, like, go to different... Uh, places and like grow and stuff like that and obviously there's bigger things like each character having their own growth yeah between stark growing as you know the coward fern growing from literally a child to the adult that she becomes and then you know the new character uh what's his name uh sign sign yeah i don't even remember yeah his name's sign or scene yeah um with him growing as uh, he he has a mission to find a friend so there's obviously each character has their mission and i think that makes it interesting to me which honestly, the friend's name stuck with me more because wasn't it like Stone Gorilla or something? Who? The friend that Sane is looking for—it's like Stone Gorilla. Oh yeah, they did mention it once, but yeah, yeah. But anyway, the guy who like ran off and became a hero. Uh, so but yeah, so I, I do I really like it, and I hope good things happen with that. Yeah, I um, yeah, this is one of your not not necessarily that. The other ones have been bad, but this is probably my favorite one that you recommended that I will add. Oh, uh, you didn't like the to... Meiruko-chan? Oh, man. Meiruko-chan. Oh. Way back when. Oh, yes. I did like it. That one just, they haven't... Oh, crap. Haven't... When's that coming out? They haven't up- made any updates recently. Oh, that's upsetting. That's why you haven't read any. Yeah, that's okay. fine. This one's still updating, though. So, yeah. You keep reading that guy. All right. So, next up on my recommendations... So, we're actually going to go with a manhwa this week. Manhwa? What does manhwa mean? So... I don't actually know if there's a differentiation between Korean and Chinese, but essentially manhwa is any manga that's still from an Asian country, but is not from Japan. Japan. Anything outside yeah. of Japan. So Chinese, Korea, those kind of places. Cool. Most, mostly Korea. So, so what would be the name of Freerun? Because that was technically German, right? That one's German, yeah. That was I, like legit German? Like the originals in, in, in I believe German? so, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Interesting. Um, I would have to look up. I'm pretty sure, though, that that's a German. They just call it manga or comic, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, um, so the only difference really is that manhwas tend to be in color. Um, What's up? 
And then I think there's less detail in the animation. Oh, damn. But I think they still do a good job of, like, representing the action. Huh. Um, cool. It, it's, uh, but, you know, that's because they're dealing with colors and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, so what do you I got think for us? I think there's a few really popular ones out there right now. Uh, Solo Leveling Warrior is a, probably the most popular one in the internet. I'm a big fan of Northern Blade, and I think I've recommended that to you in the past. Yes, you have. I remember that one, actually. Um, but those are all both pretty standard shonen schlock, so I kind of wanted to steer away from that. This week I'm recommending Tale of a Scribe that Retires to the Countryside. If you can't tell, Manwa has the same theme of naming it exactly what the fucking story is. Hell yeah. Um, But basically, without going too much into it, the plot of this story is a scribe fails his, like, super exam. I guess over here it would be, like, his master's degree or whatever, like, the whatever degree. So he fails his exam, and he's complaining about it in a bar. And he says something that catches... This really big martial arts martial artist's ear, um, essentially that like if it's not written down, it didn't happen. And so the martial artist grabs him and like takes him outside, and he's like, "So what do you mean by that?" And he's like, "Exactly what I said. Like if it's not written down, it didn't. It's as big of a deal as if it didn't happen. If you don't have a recording of it, it might as well have just yeah, never it never existed." So the martial artist is like, huh, you're right. I'm, you're going to come with me on a journey, and you're going to record everything I do so that people know who I am and why I did the things I did. And, of course, in standard shonen uh, response, the scribe is like, no. And then the martial artist is like, well, what if I break your fucking kneecaps? And... Uh, from there that's we standard shonen. That's standard shonen. Yeah, that's... No, actually, it doesn't play out quite like that. The scribe says no. The guy does not. Eh, he kind of threatens to break his kneecaps. Anyway, um, but yeah, you know. So from there, <laughs> from there, the story takes off. So nice. it's a pretty good. Right. It, it's an interesting story that's not a direct because the main character is just kind of the guy. The action is happening around. He's not really the guy that's doing the action but it's interesting nice. I, uh, we'll see if you like nicer. it alright well then yeah I'll, uh, we'll start reading that I guess I'll have to read that along with all the other stuff I'm reading now since I have a this is, this is a what small you said. list I have, you're I the have, one who asked me to set this up and that's now you're fine like, <laughs> I'm not regretting this decision I now have five mangas that I read like all the time and then a lot of anime and then like we're gonna have more anime this is great yeah. I, this, this is, is why great. you don't have kids so you can enjoy this is exactly why I don't have kids but on that note kids Thanks for keeping up with us. Thanks for listening to another great episode of the Triangle Anime and Manga Review. And uh, let us know. Reach out to us if you have any questions, if you have any concerns or suggestions. If you have any criticisms, we probably won't listen to them. Email but, uh, us at raleighanime at gmail.com. Yes, reach out to us. Um, maybe give us some suggestions. Maybe you guys have some stuff that you think we would like or maybe not like, you know? Yeah. Maybe some sexy stuff, who knows? Wow. As long as they don't send me, like, I am sick and tired of whoever it is that is emailing me pictures of the plastic surgery tits that they have put on their thumbs. I do not want to see any more of that. Okay? It's not cool. you got to send those to me later. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, you guys. We'll see yeah. you next time. Also, blue-footed boobies? Like, I thought those were birds. Oh, God.
Anyway, all right. Y'all have a good rest of your night. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys.